let go. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong. This is Sadiq and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, which is a sports related podcast where I'll discuss a wide range of topics from the NFL, NBA and collegiate athletics happening every Tuesday morning. Now we're going to kick off the show with what we have witnessed for the last decade plus LeBron James in the playoffs. The Lakers, they look healthy. LeBron James look healthy. Anthony Davis is getting healthy. They got all their cast of characters. And the best drama in sports that we already know what's going to happen is upon us again, people. And this time, we get it a couple of days early with the playing game against the Golden State Warriors. LeBron James, back from his ankle sprain. People thought, you know, he didn't look right when he first came back. Well, he damn sure looked right this past game. LeBron James coming back for the last couple of games and looking awesome. Let's talk about the game against the Pacers. Dropped 24, seven rebounds, eight assists. Last game against the Pelicans, he he dropped 25. He looked like he's revving up for form just at the right time. Now, can I see him sustaining that for 16 games? Well, he's done this for the last decade, so and plus, the only time he missed the playoffs was when he got hurt with his hamstring a couple of years ago, his first year with the Lakers. It's like one of the soap operas. You got all my children. You got the young and the restless. You got General Hospital. You got LeBron James in the playoffs. We already know what's going to happen, but we can't take our eyes off the show. LeBron James just got healthy. Anthony Davis right around the corner. And we'll see what the Lakers do. Now, they got their first task against the Golden State Warriors in the playing game. Essentially, what the playing in the game is, which was instituted last year, is the 7th, 8th, ninth, and 10th seeds of each conference, Eastern Conference and Western Conference, now have to battle, battle it out to see who gets the last two seeds. So the first game is the Golden State Warriors against the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, if the Golden State Warriors win, they become the seventh seed and the Lakers will be fighting to be the eighth seed. The seventh and eighth seed have to lose twice in order to not be in the playoffs. And the ninth and tenth seed have to win two consecutive games to win a playoff spot. So the Los Angeles Lakers are going to play the Golden State Warriors. I'm letting you know that right now. It's going to be a wipeout. Golden State is going to get beat down. They're going to get drugged. Steph Curry, Steph Stew, Steph Jerk Chicken. He going to get beat down. He going to get barbecued. Barbecue chicken everywhere. I'm sorry. LeBron James is on a mission. Anthony Davis is on a mission. They finally are looking like they're getting healthy. The best dynamic duo is back at it again. And they're going to run roughshod all over Golden State. I'm sorry. Golden State has played well, better than what most people thought. Steph Curry has played out of his mind. 
but they've had some bad losses, losing by 30, 20s, some in the 40s. And this one, I think it's just going to be bad. The game might be over by halftime. Let's talk about the Clippers. They're avoiding the Lakers like they're the Black Plague. They want no parts of the Lakers. But let's talk about something more important. And with LeBron being ready for the playoffs, teams are being scared. Teams are petrified. First one, the Los Angeles Clippers. They lost their last two games, so they cannot be in that third seed. So why? So they don't have to play the Lakers. Because if the Lakers beat the Phoenix Suns as the seventh seed, they would be playing the the third seed, which would be the Denver Nuggets. And I'm here for it. Honestly, I'm not mad at the Clippers. I would do the same thing. I'm going to avoid LeBron until I, I cannot avoid him anymore. And that will be in the Western Conference Finals. So we'll get, in all likelihood, our Western Conference Finals in LA, Clippers, Lakers. And honestly, no one cares about who you had to go through to win the championship as long as you win the championship. Michael Jordan got six rings. Most of them teams were not favored to beat the Chicago Bulls. Most of them teams weren't that great. LeBron James won four titles, three being in the East. No one cares about the gauntlet or lack thereof that he had to go through to win as long as he won. Cross translation in football. The Pittsburgh Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger got two rings. They never had to play the New England Patriots because every time they played them in the playoffs, they got shellacked. So no one cares about who you play. All they care about is if you win. And the Clippers... I'm putting all the pressure on y'all. Y'all have the most pressure of all the teams in the playoffs, Eastern Conference, Western Conference. Kawhi Leonard with your Calvin Cambridge Braves. You better close this deal. A couple of years ago, you wanted to get out of San Antonio. You went to Toronto with Nick Nurse, and y'all won a championship large in part because KD was hurt. And then you got to dictate not only the team that you go to, but your teammate. So you got PG-13 out here playing like Pandemic P in the bubble. This year, there's no excuses. Last year, I gave y'all an excuse because I'm like, hey, you bring a lot of players together. You bring big talents together. I'm not expecting y'all to win this shit. I'm just not. The Lakers was able to do it a couple of years ago. Golden State was able to do it. But large in part, it takes some time. Well, the time is up. Calvin Cambridge, a.k.a. Kawhi Leonard, you need to get to the NBA championship. You need to slay LeBron James, Anthony Davis. In their own building, Western Conference, you better not lose to the Dallas Mavericks. I'll be damned if you lose to the Dallas Mavericks. You better not lose to the Utah Jazz. They better be singing themselves back to Utah when you're done with them in six. You better be facing LeBron James in the Western Conference Finals for the right to go to the NBA Finals. Period. 
So now let's talk about the other playing games. I already talked about Golden State. I already talked about the Lakers. I believe the Lakers will take them down quick, fast, in a hurry. And the Golden State Warriors will be fighting with either the San Antonio Spurs or the Memphis Grizzlies for that eight seed. Now, that's the next game I'm going to go to. So we already talked about Golden State, seventh and eighth seed. I want to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies and the San Antonio Spurs. First and foremost, Greg Popovich once again shown that he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. To have your team with an opportunity getting the playing game when your best player is DeMar DeRozan and old uh, Rudy Gay is just phenomenal. He's taking Skittles, a mop bucket, and a squeaky toy, and he got them in position to possibly get into the playoffs. And I think I'm going to go with an upset here. I think the San Antonio Spurs will beat the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies have better talent. Jaron Jackson Jr., obviously you got Morant at the point guard position. But I think they're young and they don't really understand the moment. They've been in these playing games. Essentially, their last game against the Golden State Warriors with the right, the opportunity to have the AC, and they blew it. And then last year, they were in the playing tournament and they lost to the Portland Trailblazers. So I think they're still not there yet. And I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to go with the San Antonio Spurs, which means that the San Antonio Spurs will then play the Golden State Warriors. And I think Steph Curry will win that and they'll be the eighth seed. So that's how I have it. Now for the Eastern Conference, you got the Wizards and the Boston Celtics. I think Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook are playing their best basketball at the right time, just when you want to get into the playoffs. And right now, Russell Westbrook, triple-double king, going to be um, all-NBA performer, him and Bradley Beal in all likelihood. Bradley Beal second in scoring. I think they beat the Boston Celtics because the Boston Celtics are in shambles. Their anchor, their rock, Jalen Brown, is out for season. Marcus Smart is not what he used to be. Kemba Walker has played great, but he um, is has always been hurt. Jason Tatum is doing all he can, but this team is just falling at the wayside at the worst time, and I think the Boston Celtics get beat down by the Wizards. The Wizards now move into that seventh seed and the Wizards will get beat down by the Brooklyn Nets. But it'll be good It'll be good for theater because you'll have KD versus Russ. And once again, KD got the better team. So he'll beat down on Russ again. And then that leaves the Boston Celtics playing the winner of the Indiana Pacers and Charlotte series. Now that one is probably going to be the, that one probably won't get the ratings that the other games will get because they don't have the flashy players. But LaMelo Ball, who I believe is the rookie of the year, has been playing well. You have Sabonis, an all-star. I think the Pacers, if they get Brogdon back with Levert and Sabonis, they take care of business. And I'm going to take the upset with you know the Pacers beating the Boston Celtics. So you have now the seventh seed being the Wizards, and the AC being the Pacers. And there you have it with the playing games on the West, on the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. And starting today, 
we'll see what happens. Now let's talk about the NBA 2020-2021 awards. These who I believe are going to win the awards. Um, let's talk about the easiest one. The rookie of the year. I believe it's between Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards, and LaMelo Ball. Now, to me, this would have been a foregone conclusion had LaMelo Ball never got gotten hurt. But I believe the fact that his team is in the playing game, he's averaging around 16, 6, and 6. I think he's going to get it over Ant-Man. And Ant-Man has had a great season, highlight reel dunks, um, scoring out the gym. But I think it's, you know, too little, too late. So I think LaMelo gets it. Now, with the sixth man in the year, you have some people. Um, I think it's a clear-cut winner. But before I even let my, you know, before I let you guys know what my winner is, you know, you do have Joe Ingles coming out of Utah. You do have Carmelo, who I think has had a, a good season, um, worthy of some uh, votes in the sixth man of the year. Derek Rose, I believe, is probably number two of the six man of the year candidates. But the number one to me, we've probably known this for some months now, is Jordan Clarkson. That brother has been special this season. He's been balling, has a career best, averaging 17 points. Um, you know, especially when Donovan Mitchell has been going out, gone out. I think he stepped up and he's played well. The Utah Jazz are now the number one team in the West. So to get to the NBA Finals, you got to go through Utah. Now, the next award is the most improved, which I believe is the most easiest award. He's probably going to win it unanimous. Julius Randle, barbecue and chicken, everybody. If you told me that Julius Randle was going to lead the Knicks to the playoffs, I would have said you're lying. I thought it was a bad move, to be honest, when he went there in free agency. It just didn't make much sense to me. I didn't get it. But all in all, he's been playing phenomenal, averaging 24 points, giving you 10 rebounds, six assists, a steal a game. Um, he's been that leader. He's been that, um, that driving force. He's been the bedrock of that, that team. And that goes to the next award for me, Coach of the Year. Now, this one is probably the hardest one out of all the awards this year because I feel like there's really two candidates that stand alone. You have... Tom Thibodeau of the New York Knicks, and you have Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns. Now, if somebody would have told me who has the better chance of getting into the playoffs this season, I would have said unequivocally it was the Phoenix Suns. Remember, they went 8-0 in the bubble. Devin Booker was coming into his own. And Tom Thibodeau, we felt like, you know, he was someone who ran their players to the ground. I felt like they made a bad decision. They drafted Obi Toppin when I thought they should have taken Halliburton, um, and that's proven to you know show out this season. But all in all, you know, Coach Thibodeau has done a phenomenal job. I believe um, he's done a great job with that building that culture, building that foundation. But Monty Williams has also done a phenomenal job um, with the Phoenix Suns. Was able to get Chris Paul, who he worked with, in um in new orleans and now they're the number two seed and i think in this situation i would this one of the few times that i 
don't would not mind if they won co co coach of the year. But if I had to give one today, I think based off the talent and the expectations, it has to go to Tom Thibodeau. So I would give it to Coach Tom Thibodeau as coach of the year. The next one is the defensive player of the year. Now, to me, there's only three candidates. And to me, those candidates are very clear. Number one, you have the reigning DPOY, Rudy Gobert. He's done tremendous. One of the better defensive teams in the league. So you have Rudy Gobert. The next one, um, Bam Adebayo with the Miami Heat. I believe he's had a phenomenal year and he will get votes as DPOY. There's nothing this really man, there's nothing this man can't do, whether it's the block shots, whether it's the switching, being able to guard smaller guards or forwards. Um, you know, look at you know, look at the job that he did with Giannis last year. I felt like he did a really good job. Um, and but to me, the DPOY is Ben Simmons. He can guard anybody. He may not be able to stop everyone because who can stop guys like Kevin Durant and LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, you know, guys like that. But this guy can clamp down on most guys, and I think he's the DPOY. I think it's really a three-horse race, really a two-horse race because I think, you know, the writers will be, the voters will be tied and continually, continually giving it to Rudy Gobert, but I think Ben Simmons edges out Bam Adebayo. That leaves me with the last award, the MVP. I think it's really a two-horse race. It really is. When you boil it down, it really comes down to two guys. The first guy I'm going to mention is who I believe should win MVP. But the guys that I typically pick don't get the MVP. They typically... um, they typically come in second place. And that is Chris Paul, CP3. He should be winning the MVP. What he's done in, with the Phoenix Suns has been flat out phenomenal. Giving you 18 and nine, got them at the second seed in the West. And when expectations was maybe there'll be a seventh seed, maybe there'll be an eighth seed, he catapulted them to heights that no one had thought they would get to, especially at this point in the developmental process. I think CP3 has done a phenomenal job. He's made Devin Book better. He's made John J. Ayton better. He's made his coach Monty Williams better. He's made that organization better. The Phoenix Suns haven't seen the playoffs in quite a long time, and CP3 is the number one reason why they're there. But who will get the MVP? is the Joker, Nikola Jokic. That man has been barbecuing, chickening everybody. That man has been dominant this whole season. Man can't jump onto the sidewalk. Man can't jump over a broomstick. But the man can play basketball. The man can play basketball for for me any day of the week. This man has played every single game this season. One of the few players that's ever that's done that in an injury riddled season. Every every star player but him has missed time. He's giving you 26 a game, a block a game, a steal, eight assists, 
And then to top it all off, he's giving you 11 rebounds and and a three a game. Now, people are saying, well, what about Joel Embiid? Joel Embiid has missed a lot of time. He will get votes, but I really think it's a two-man race with Nikola Jokic getting it and number two, Chris Paul, and then Joel Embiid um, riding out the top three. Once again, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Prove Me Wrong. If you ever want to get on the show, if you ever have any comments, you can DM me or you can comment me at my Instagram, Prove Me Wrong underscore podcast, and I'll be waiting for your comments. Yeah, I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong or else you gonna be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong. Or else you gon' be walking out.